What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks, and we're back to discuss another loss. We are not used to this, discussing all these losses, but it's it's an interesting point in the Bucks season. We know that they have excuses for why they're, they're losing, but we can't just keep going through the excuses. What are the Bucks going to do? They've started this road trip. They've got some really difficult games coming up. And quite honestly, they face a bit of a challenge here because uh, you don't want to let it slip too far away uh, as the regular season continues to roll on. So we're going to discuss that on today's show. So let's get into it. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can hear me and see me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN and NBA Australia. And joining me, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. As always, we thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first listen of every single day. And unfortunately, this season so far, your first listen of every single day has been discussing more losses than we're used in a regular season. The Bucks go down to the Wizards to 94. And again, Frank, I mean, look, we've discussed this. I didn't come into this game expecting that the Bucks were going to win. The Wizards were 6-3 and three, uh, coming into this prior to the season. They've been playing really well. Obviously, they've had a major restructure of their roster. But also, by the same token, it's not like the Wizards are a team that we expect are going to contend. And I guess that's where we're at when we look at this team right now and the mentality that, that we take when we're watching the team, covering the team, and and maybe what the players are, are taking into this at the moment because they're, they're still lacking bodies. They've still got a number of guys out. They've got guys working into the lineup. But but what did you see tonight from this game? Because it followed a familiar tale. The Bucks were competitive. They were in with a chance to win in the last minute, minute and a half. They couldn't execute really anything offensively. We've seen this before, but ultimately it's another loss. They've now lost five out of six, Frank. I mean, it's, it's a fair old skid that they're up. Yeah, I mean, we saw last year the team, I mean, they they were had generally very good injury luck with the exception of the Drew Holiday COVID uh, situation. And during that period, we saw them lose five straight games without Drew Holiday. And um, that sort of underscored, I think, the, the concerns around the depth of last year's team. And, you know, how many did they just have enough dudes <laughs> to kind of make it through a full season and then obviously survive uh, a rigorous playoffs? And obviously they did the latter uh, quite quite uh quite well winning a championship but that's a good um, way to bring everyone's mood up to start the podcast by the way yeah, just remind, just yeah, remind yeah. them about the championship yeah yeah but uh but yeah i mean it it just kind of feels like you know you have drew holiday and now back the last couple of games kind of getting back from the ankle injury slash illness you have bobby portis now has been back the last few games working his way back but um you know those guys have not been very sharp a big a couple big poor plays late drew missed a sh- uh, not an easy layup but you know a driving layup a dr- driving kind of glasser and then a really costly turnover uh down the stretch bobby portis bobby was kind of everywhere today like like you know in terms of like using possessions offensively and defensively i mean four steals two blocks um certainly made some plays th- i think 13 rebounds but 
you know, 17 shots for 13 points. He has not shot the ball well, ball well since coming back, but he was at least a plus. I mean, they were, you know, they had a good differential when he was on the floor. And ironically, it was, you know, Giannis was the, the minus guy tonight. Um, but we did see them go a little bit different with Bobby starting next to Giannis. And it, it basically felt like Bud was saying, all right, I'm just going to start my five best players, more or less. Uh, and hope that that, <laughs> hope that that translates into better basketball rather than sort of trying to overthink it. Um, we saw them, you know, starting with, with, and it was kind of interesting because it basically was a three guard lineup plus Bobby and Giannis. Uh, but with, with drew, uh, with, uh, Grayson Allen and George Hill still in the starting lineup, that was the part that surprised me was George Hill staying in the starting five. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's an interesting uh, you know, it was an interesting game, but it felt a lot like kind of other games and that, you know, ultimately you look at the box score, defensive rating of 102, they they actually defended well enough to win this game. Um, but the offense was, again, just stuck in mud. Giannis was not sharp, uh, took a lot of jump shots, um, you know, wasted another good Grayson Allen game. You mentioned Drew and Bobby were inefficient scoring. Um, and the Wizards were a lot a lot sloppier with the ball in terms of turnovers. I think they had 19 or 20 turnovers, so Bucks around 12. The Bucks end up getting, I think, 13 more shots because they also did really well on the glass. I mean, we talked about, you know, the 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 Knicks game was a huge issue. Was just they just look small, right? And at least in this game, the rebounding wasn't an issue. They actually did very well. I think they had a close to 90% defensive rebound rate. I think they only gave up four offensive rebounds, but the lack of size and and or at least the lack of defensive size, practical size outside of Giannis, we saw that really throughout the second half. The, the Wizards just killed them on pick and rolls, Bradley Beal in particular. We saw them going up top to Daniel Gafford and the Bucks, you know, tried some different things, but, um, you know, whether they were playing center field with their bigs, whether, um, you know, they were trying to uh, do a little bit of switching sort of later in the game. Um, but for the most part, they really didn't have any, any real answers for that in the second half. And Bradley Beal in particular cooked them down the stretch. And, um, you know, I, I, I think when you said it, they're four and six and, I just expect them to lose every game right now. Right now, like I expect them to shoot poorly and lose. This is pretty much kind of my my assumption going into these games. And you know, as we've been saying, like they're obviously missing, you know, their arguably their second or third best player in Chris, and I think comfortably their fourth most important player in Brooke Lopez. Uh, and so those are huge losses. But at some point, like you gotta just you gotta start winning some games, and it can't just be waiting around to beat the Detroit Pistons of the world. Uh, you still have Giannis. He played 39 minutes tonight. And he played, I think, the entire fourth quarter. So, you know, you're they were trying to win this game. You know, this wasn't a cruise control game, but they were just sloppy, didn't make shots, and down the stretch in the fourth quarter, didn't make enough plays. And, um, you know, again, you head out with this big road trip coming. You're going to be facing tougher teams than the Washington Wizards. And right now, um, <laughs> there's just a lot of work to be done to get better because, you know, this this doesn't really look anything like the Bucks team we're used to seeing. The 39 minutes for Giannis certainly stands out. And look, you know, his line was as excellent as it's always going to be, particularly when it, a lot of the time it feels like he's he's the one guy out there. 29 points, 18 rebounds, five assists, three steals, a block. Not quite as, as efficient as he's been at times so far this season. Obviously missed some free throws as well. But yeah, I mean, the the excuse is built in. We understand why. I actually just went through some of the numbers after this game Uh Wrote some stuff. I don't write about the Bucks too often, but I wrote some stuff down. And I was just looking at some lineup data. And so far, 
And look, we're 10 games into the season and anyone that's watching the Bucks understands this. But when you read this out, it still makes you, I don't know, laugh or cry. I'm not sure what. But Justin Robinson and, and Sandro Mamukalashvili, the two two-way players, have spent 44 minutes on the court together. Uh, Chris Milton and Drew Holiday have only spent 36. Uh, the, the four best players of Giannis, Middleton, Drew and Brooke have played six minutes together all season long. I mean, it's it's catastrophic, the injury stuff that's going on. And then even even tonight, Grayson Allen, you mentioned, I thought he was fantastic again. There's only so much you can get out of Grayson Allen. I mean, there's only so much he can bring to the table. He's not a Chris Middleton, but he was sick before this game. And apparently he wasn't going to play because he wasn't feeling well. And of course, then everyone obviously asked the question, okay, well, has he been around Chris Milton? Is this a COVID situation? So there's, there's a lot going wrong for the Bucs. And I think part of it, when you talk about the depth, if you look at the box score, Bud, I mean, it, it's almost like a like an NBA Finals Bud rotation here tonight. I mean, you had eight guys play. Jordan War only played 13, but then you had Pat Connaughton playing 28, Shemi Ojale 17, and then Robertson's minutes were well down. Thanasis' minutes were well, well down. So you basically played eight guys. And a couple of those guys with Ojale and Bobby Portis are still working their way back in, and so is Drew Holiday. So it's, it's just like, it's disastrous. But you're right, Frank. There's going to come a point here. They've got some really, really difficult games coming up on this road trip of Philadelphia, New York, Boston. Uh, Atlanta, I think, is is the other one before they come home. And then when they're coming home, they're playing the Lakers, who I know they haven't been playing all that well, but it's still the Lakers. So it's not... I'm not panicking about this team, but you're right. There has to come a point where you're going to get to the stage where you're like, look, I know they have all the excuses in the world, but this is this is like concerning. I mean, you can't just let it slide. You can't let it slide. So I, I don't know. I want to get to what you think they can do defensively. I mean, of course they can hit shots. But as you pointed to, they can they? Shot, well, well, maybe they can't <laughs> hit shots. But they but need they, to. I think that's your point. They need to hit shots. That would they, be very helpful. They need to hit shots. But even against the Knicks, they did, and it was something else. Like I think defensively, it's going to be interesting. We spoke about the fact they've actually held up pretty well if you look at the defensive numbers. But in different games, in different ways, they've been exploited. And part of it is just the personnel that they have on the floor tonight. You mentioned the the pick and roll. Daniel Gafford was just, I mean, he was just having a field day out there, right? uh, straight out of halftime. So I, I think you know, rather than talk about the same things, and yes, this team they're missing players. We all understand it. Can they actually do anything about this? Because again. Bud's been very cryptic about Brooke Lopez and whether he's coming back. But before we get to that, we'll talk about Prize Picks, which has the best NBA DF- DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Pick, uh, Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Uh, so if you guys out there use the promo code NBA there, you can pick two to five players and an over and under uh, on the projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Uh, you can, uh, uh, don't hesitate, sorry, check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. And uh, Sundays, particularly when the Bucks are playing and it's crossing over with the Green Bay Packers, it's the perfect time for direct TV stream because you're trying to watch NFL, you're trying to watch the basketball. You might have someone else in your house that's not a sports fan. They're trying to watch some, you know, some garbage reality TV. Who, who knows what's going on? You might be like Frank. You might be a parent, and and maybe your your daughter or son wants to wants to watch a kids show. Who knows? Anyway, you can get all your TV together with direct TV stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in the one place. 
That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. By the way, I'm having huge regret that I bought the NBA package through the NBA app. So I have the just all digital league pass rather than getting it through uh direct TV, which I, I used to do. And then last year for the first time I did it, uh, through the NBA app. And, um, cause I was, I, I had my direct TV stream. I was watching the Packers game on DVR and the DVR works well on D on direct TV stream. And I like, first off, I mean, the NBA mobile app, like, is just, it's just terrible. Like you start a game, you can only rewind like a minute or something like that. Like you can't just start a game and, and move it back. Like, I'm just like, what? And especially because I was watching a lot of MLB TV this year, which is just, you know, kind of the gold standard of, of streaming apps. So anyway, enough of my complaining, but, uh, but yes, I am a, a satisfied between the McDonald's apps and the direct TV stream. I'm just really giving a lot of like excellent, uh, very honest, legitimate testimonials here of late. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was, a, it was not a great, not a great Wisconsin sports day between the Packers just sort of falling, falling short uh with jordan love and uh and we don't need to get into aaron Rodgers because the that's that's a whole nother podcast but but yeah um i i had some frustrations watching the bucks game today on the on the nba it's better on roku than on my phone but uh but yeah not not great Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, you can check out the Locked On Packers podcast with Peter Bukowski and he'll <laughs> deal with that. We're going to deal with the losing bucks right now. Uh, now, I mentioned uh, before we we cut to the break there uh, about the Bucks needing to find a way to, I don't know, to figure this out, to figure this out. So defensively, they've tried different things. So tonight, obviously, the pick and roll, they, they were they were caught. And, and it's difficult because Giannis is playing center. He spoke about the, the challenge of being that guy that's kind of playing the center field, as Marcus Johnson always discusses, uh, describes it on the broadcast. And sometimes tonight he got caught a little bit high and then it's an easy lob over his head. Normally, he's the guy that's coming in and, and breaking up those lob attempts or at least giving the the fear factor that he's going to do that. We've mentioned Thanasis a number of times, the way he was blitzing pick and roll. So... They've played some zone, which I know you love particularly. You know, maybe they need to go back to, and maybe they need to go back to a, a four-quarter zone. I'm, I, I just, I just like gave like a very sour-looking face for those of us, those of you listening and not seeing my face on YouTube. But, but, but the point is, Frank, they're trying lots of things. Like they've tried yeah. different things. Like you can't accuse this team of sitting on their hands at all. So, are you looking at this and saying? Uh, okay, I think this is what they should be doing. This is what they can do defensively. Uh, I, I'm not sure because, again, a lot of the times, and, and I think part of this is just league-wide, the offense has been down. So I don't know actually how much credit to give the Bucs for their, for their decent-ish defensive rating, but what are you saying? What can they do? I, I think, honestly, I think defensively, I mean, without Brooke um, and with Giannis having to, Pretty much be a center tonight's a little different right because bobby was out there to start with mm -hmm. them um and and you know they targeted portis a fair bit in that second half understandably right i mean like if you can put either Giannis or bobby into a pick and roll like obviously you'd rather put bobby into the pick and roll but um i don't know i'm i'm actually okay with a lot of the kind of tactical variation that we've seen from the box i mean 
you know, I, I found it interesting less so tonight. I think tonight they probably needed to switch more. Like they probably just needed to try to switch more of those, um, those pick and rolls that, that ended up in, in Gafford lobs. And it wasn't always Bradley Beal throwing yeah. those up to him. Um, and again, it's hard because, you know, right. Beal's really good and you can cook anybody and you can contest a shot and you can still make it. Um, but you know, I mean, they had to deal with that times two against Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker in the finals. They had to deal with that with other guys, you know, Trey Young and others, um, you know, throughout the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I think I think the message they they eventually switched it, um, you know, with Giannis. And and one of the challenges too is like when you switch Giannis and he's the center, the problem is if he's out there defending on the perimeter, then you're really small on the glass as well, and you're going to get really hit on the boards. And I think we saw that early in the season. That's, that's one of the fundamental flaws. And, you know, again, I think it's kind of funny. I think after the bubble, there was this sort of groundswell of, Hey, maybe Giannis just needs to become a full-time center, you know, go where the puck is moving. This is where the league is heading. And you see what Bam Adebayo did, you know, Bam's like shorter than Giannis, I think technically. Um, But I think what we're seeing, you know, this year has been sort of a reminder that a, it's just, it's hard. It's, you know, I mean, he's talked about it's physically just very taxing to be playing center, to be put in those pick and rolls, um, to be having to battle against the biggest guy on the floor on the on, on the glass every every game. Um, and, you know, as as much as Giannis, I think, can kind of play whatever style he sort of figures it out to some extent. I think tonight we did see some limitations of his. You know, it's really hard to defend Bradley Beal in a pick and roll with a big man running to the rim when you're the big guy. It's just, it's just hard. Um, you're telling me he can't the, make the DeAndre eight and block on every single every play? time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so I, you know, I, I think we've seen pretty clearly, like it's just is, you know, Giannis shouldn't be playing center 90% of the time or whatever, you know, 75% of the time, whatever. Like I think physically it just doesn't make sense to do that. You, you save, you save, I mean, you have to do that to some extent. I think it's good to practice it. Um, but I feel like the bucks have gotten plenty of practice in it at this point. Um, and you know, I, I think, moving forward, you know, again, it's just this question of when does, does Brooke Lopez come back? And um, so I, I defensively, I think to come back to it, I think the variation defensively, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really have that big of a problem with it. I think the switching, I've been surprised most teams, especially game to game in the regular season are not going to be able to punish you switching smalls onto bigger guys. And like, you know, like if they had done it more tonight, like is Daniel Gafford going to like, you know, post up, Drew Holiday or something like that, or, you know, George Hill, like eh, he might be able to do something some of the time, but I don't think teams generally want to play with their, you know, in today's age with their big guys trying to post up smaller guys like time and time again. And I think generally they've gotten away with that to a large extent. I mean, we saw them against Utah. got to get away with that. Um, and then, you know, like we were talking before, I mean, I've been surprised like the, the blitzing and some of that stuff. I mean, kind of like the closest we've seen to the Jason Kidd era since the Jason Kidd era. <laughs> Um, and I, I've been surprised at how much they haven't been killed by it. And I think certainly three point shooting kind of coming down to earth a bit this year with fans back, I think has been part of it, but you look at their shooting distribution as well. I mean, they're allowing fewer threes as a percentage of total shots this year. And as well as a short, as a lower percentage, but the problem is that they're giving up a lot more at the rim. Right. So it's like the, the issue is you're, you know, yeah, for everybody who was complaining about too many three pointers allowed last year, well, they're quote unquote defending the three point line better, but it's like, are they really defending it better? Or are they just, are teams just getting easier shots around the basket? Right. And we're seeing that in some of the, 
points in the paint numbers tonight, it was 50 to 44, right? Another big number from the Wizards. Um, even though the Wizards did not get many offensive rebounds, they did not, they didn't get a lot of, draw a lot of fouls either. Maybe the Bucks should have fouled more and put some of those guys at the free throw line. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that there's like a ton differently that you need to be doing. I mean, Bobby Portis is going to have to play. Um, but like, I think these last couple of games, like we've seen more of like previous year inefficient offensively, Bobby Portis. Um, and I think the big thing last year with Bobby was, I mean, people talk about his defense, but he was by far the most effective offensively that we've seen in his career. And he was making threes and obviously he's, he's still trying to get to that point this year. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think offensively, I think a lot of it just comes down to needing to get some of, you know, especially drew reintegrated. Um, I thought it was encouraging. We saw Drew and Giannis combine a couple times uh, in the pick and roll for Giannis finishes in the fourth quarter. We saw Giannis um, late slip a screen for for a lob finish, um, which is something you kind of. I mean, sometimes people say, like, "Why don't they just run that play every every time or whatever?" Right? Um, but you know, it's again, it's a play that that the defense can adjust to. Usually, Giannis sets a real screen, so when he slips a screen, that actually is a wrinkle that you know, again, you don't want to always sort of throw in there. So. Um, you know, I think that's been one of the big differences. Like you look at Giannis's numbers. I tweeted about the other day, but I think his his assist rate, his percentage of of shots assisted, was down in the, like the high twenties uh, for two pointers. And previously, it had never been lower than forty two percent, which just sort of shows you that Giannis is not getting like easy baskets off of other people's creation. And again, it's probably because there's nobody to really create for him. So I think the big thing offensively, I mean, it's, again, is some some bolt of lightning inspiration. No, but you know, I think getting more to the kind of Giannis, uh, Giannis drew two man game. I think if you can get to the point where you're relying less on Giannis to just create from the top of the key, which I think has been the biggest, one of the bigger problems when Giannis is on the floor is, is him having to really create too much of shooting for himself. He's still been overall very effective. I mean, the on off numbers are insane. We should be clear for that right now. I mean, Giannis is like, I think they're plus 38 net with Giannis on the floor or something like that. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild, like how much better they are with him on the floor versus off. But, you know, we've seen the last couple of games. I mean, there there's limitations to that. It's not like they're losing these games purely when Giannis is on the bench. And tonight they were minus six with him on the floor and minus one with him on the bench in, in only nine minutes. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think just, again, getting back to, I think, figuring out ways to get some of the other shot creators creating shots. Um, you know, Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton have been very efficient as scorers this year. Um, but I think Bobby Portis has struggled. Um, Drew was really good when he first started. He's been kind of rough these last couple of games. So I think you're just going to need Drew Holiday to really be a number two scorer. I mean, I think he's probably going to need to be a guy scoring 20, 20 a game or so um, over the next, you know, couple of weeks here, especially depending on when Chris comes back. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that there's, again, like any sort of like easy, easy fix. I think a lot of it's just, you know, you can't have all these games where you shoot under 30% from three because they are really dependent on that because they're not killing that, you know, they can't rely on killing teams on the offensive glass quite as much. Um, and with the way teams can defend Giannis and really zone him up when he has the ball, um, you know, he, he can't just get to the rim <laughs> and score every time. And um, I don't know. I wanted to ask you, I mean, we've seen some of his three point shooting games. We've seen a, a number of kind of high volume three point shooting games of late. Um, I thought like in that Knicks game, like it was really hard to get to the rim. And I think he settled for a lot of, jump shots um tonight he was 0 for 4 he's back under 30 percent so i mean i think like we can like put the whole like as Giannis found his jumping we can, let's just put that on ice for a while um he's been actually pretty decent 
um, for mid-range. I think his numbers via basketball reference are up above 40%, um, kind of in the mid to, to long range two uh, department. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's hard to make a living as a jump shooter when you're Giannis, you know, and, and finding that balance is, is really hard, especially when there just aren't enough creators around you. Yeah. I, it's, I've never been wanting to blame Giannis for shooting these jump shots, particularly early in the season, just because he's been doing literally everything. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You want to shoot a few he's jump tired. shots? I mean, he's, yeah. yeah, I think he's tired. Like he's just, you know, they're kind of, some of them are kind of lazy shots. I mean, I, I thought the, the the worst one tonight was the one where Mid he range, shot. Yeah. No, no, no. I was gonna say the 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 straightaway three he pulled up. I think he pulled up really early in an early clock, and then what was it? Harrell just beat him down the floor. He like okay. kind of yep. held it, and it was I think a three point play going the other way. Just you know stuff like that. I mean that that's like what the Bucks did to the, the Hawks last year, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean it's on the one hand you don't mind him kind of exploring the space a little bit given how little they've had around him, and I think it's natural for him to shoot a little more. Uh, in terms of jump shots, but you know, some of the, you know, cranking up 10, 10, 11 threes in a game, like that's kind of what I want to get away from. I think tonight, at least he didn't go crazy with that, but he also wasn't great in terms of uh, his effectiveness in the inside the arc. Yeah. He was over four from three. Uh, and as you mentioned, he, he got a couple mid range jump shots up as well. There was one interesting tactic that I saw the Bucks use tonight, which I, I want to uh, bring up here, but you know, these, these, these guys, they're going on a road trip now. They're going to be pretty tired. I feel like they probably need a good meal. They're actually going to the White House tomorrow, and I wonder what <laughs> I wonder what the White House is going to have in terms of food. Uh, you know, because I love Thanksgiving, and it's close enough to Thanksgiving that I wonder if the White House and old Joey B are going to have a a White House Thanksgiving style meal for the Bucks. All the good food and treats, but maybe. The Bucks want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. They're pro athletes. So it's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is a new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. The Bucks have got a back-to-back coming up in Philadelphia, then in New York. Uh, this would be a great way to celebrate visiting the White House. So replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar. Or go to Raspberry Built Bar instead of that Raspberry Pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. They're low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high-protein. And they're also covered in 100% chocolate. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the tactic... That I found interesting from this game tonight, and look, we know the Bucks are obviously undermanned, and they're they're waiting for the bodies to go back. But I thought it, I thought it was a little bit curious when they tried to get away with six on the floor. It's rare that you see uh, teams go to this, and people, you know, last year certainly would accuse Bud of not adjusting. But I thought this one was at least worth a shot. It didn't pay off. What do you think about six players on the floor, Frank? Uh, that could work moving forward. I mean, they were accused of playing four on five with PJ Tucker offensively for so much of the playoffs <laughs> last year. Like, wasn't it only fair that yeah, Bobby yeah. Portis was like just sort of like kind of on the floor in the backcourt? I mean, obviously he wasn't really doing anything and he's trying to get off the floor. But yeah, I mean, uh, I had visions of not to keep bringing it back to Aaron Rodgers, but you know, Aaron Rodgers loves to catch the defense with an extra guy on the yeah. field, and it <laughs> it felt that way. Except the Bucks were the ones that that inbounded it, uh, if I recall correctly, and then hit a three. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, of course they hit a three on a play that they wipe off. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just that's just kind of the way it went. But uh, 
I mean, hey, the way the Bucks offense was going tonight, they they probably kind of needed that that extra body. I don't know. It was it was not pretty again a 95 and a half offensive rating. I mean, I need to double check. I remember um they've had two games under 90 offensive ratings this year, which they hadn't had one that bad, I think, in like two years. Um, so tonight again was one of those like, I mean, that's a really bad number, really bad number uh to put up. And unfortunately, that's been pretty regular occurrence here so far early in the season. And I mean, we were talking about before the podcast, like, you know, when we talk about like kind of the, the ex- kind of built in excuses they have, it's like, you know, let, let's put it aside. Okay. Like, you know, are we concerned that the bucks can't win in, you know, April, May, and June because of what's happening right now? No. Okay. Like we should like begin every podcast, I think saying that. Um, but I think the, the two things that I just worry about are the game still count. And these still count towards seeding. So if you go one and four, God forbid, own five on the rest of this road trip, you're digging yourself (laughs) quite a hole. And, you know, again, like you don't want to normalize that like, oh, well, you know, when Brooke comes back, then we'll then we'll be good again. Right. What if Brooke comes back? And and by the way, it's good to see him that he's traveling with the team. You know, it's not like he's laying in a bed somewhere when we don't see him every night. Like he's traveling with the team. So Again, I don't know if that's a great thing for your back, but hopefully it's a sign that his back isn't doing that badly. Um, I mean, he's but, animated on the bench, you know. Yeah, like, yeah He's yeah. moving around. It's not like yeah. he, can't, he can't walk, but there's just no info. Like, I, yeah. I, it's you know what I, I will say that it, it is annoying. Like, I wish that, and and I've been in these calls and people always tweet, why can't you ask this? Well, Bud just he will not budge, and I would have just at least prefer if they came out and said, look, he's going to be another month away. Because like this never-ending like no no update, it's kind of bullshit. Like at least just say he's going to be a month away. You know what I mean? Like we you don't even need any more info. If you don't want to give any more info, fine. But every two days, having to ask is there an update on Brook Lopez? No. It's like well, it's like yeah. Come on, give us something. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, like, but it's, but I mean here, here's the thing, right? I mean like Brook Brook might come back. And by the way, if I had to guess, over under on when he comes back, like maybe around thanksgiving yeah somewhere around around that you know maybe later this month that, that would be my guess but yeah yeah he could come back and then he could go he could be out again right i mean we don't really know much about kind of the nature of the injury so it's sort of like you can't sit around and just be like oh well we'll be fine when brooke comes back it's like well what if brooke comes back and then he's gone and out again right and obviously the other pieces you're missing chris and obviously you cross your fingers that you know, his COVID situation will resolve itself quickly and he'll be asymptomatic and you won't suffer any kind of consequences longer term from this. But, you know, we've seen other guys, seemingly everybody on the Celtics who got COVID has talked about having kind of longer term, you know, conditioning issues related to it. Um, and you don't know if Chris could, you know, Chris or Drew or God forbid Giannis. I mean, you know, again, we, we're, we've kind of been spoiled in terms of the, the injury luck that this team has had the last few years. But, you know, you may have to face an extended period of the season without, one, you know, more than one guy. Um, and hopefully it doesn't happen, but, um, but at some point you got to just sort of like quit, you know, saying like, well, we'll be, we'll be okay when we'll be fine when guys come back. It's like, well, okay. But I don't think you want to be like a six or seven seed, you know, like you want to actually have a chance to put yourself in a decent position. And certainly the longer this draws out and the more losses they pile up, you know, you start to look at the standings and, you know, Philadelphia, I think, is going to be a fascinating, you know, matchup on Tuesday. The Sixers, Tobias Harris went on the COVID list pretty much right when when Chris did. Obviously, Ben Simmons is not playing. Um, 
And Joel Embiid hasn't even played that well this year. And yet they have the best offense in basketball and they're eight and two. They have lots of excuses to to be crappy on top of the, just the chemistry questions, right? I mean, literally your countryman, Kane, Ben Simmons, the Aussie, just injecting all sorts of strife into, into that locker room. By the way, for those listening on the podcast, Kane is not taking this bait at all. I was waiting for him to like his face to react to me <laughs> trying to bait him by by calling well, Ben Simmons an Aussie, which well, he doesn't even have an he doesn't even have an accent. So I mean, like, you know, how much of an Aussie can he be? But um, well, Frank, but, I will I mean, say they, this: the other day in the YouTube comments, and and I've said this before, I've come under fire for not giving Thanasis enough praise. But in the YouTube comments the other day, I had a, a passionate Greek fan suggest that I'm not I don't give Thanasis enough praise because he's a foreigner. So if I'm not giving Thanasis enough praise for being a foreigner, you think I'm going to give any credit to a stinking Aussie? There's no way. No way I'm giving credit to an Aussie. Never. We we have a long history of not respecting Greek basketball players on the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, I can't think of a single Greek basketball player that I respect. Frank cries when Giannis misses a free throw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I, th- I think I think we're okay with Greek basketball players. Um but but yeah, I mean, I think it's just like at some point it's, you know, and again, like we're still so early. It's like game to game. Like, you know, if you go in, if you win even one of these two games on Tuesday, Wednesday, that's basically like my hope. I'm just like hoping they can win one of these two games yeah. against the Sixers uh, and the Knicks. I mean, if you win two, then everybody's suddenly like way better. But, you know, you're much more likely to lose two than than win two, I would say at this point, just given the way this team is playing at this stage. But at some point you got to pick yourself up off the mat and just be like, Okay, if we have like, you know, enough guys here, we're supposed to be deeper this year. You're still missing Dante. Obviously, Chris is out. Obviously, Brooke is out. But, you know, you have Giannis, you have Drew Grayson and Pat Connaughton have been playing well. Um, you know, you, you have some guys. George Hill has actually, I think, played pretty well. Um, so, I mean, at some point, yeah, go win some damn games, guys. Like, you know, like you can't just sit around waiting. And um, so I, I don't know. So it's just... It's just kind of I think I think really the 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 kind of most annoying part is just that, you know, it would it was we, I think we all thought it'd be fun, and I I hope it will still be fun to have a full season where you're the defending champs. It doesn't really feel like you know it just feels like your whole season has just been on hold here since really other than opening night, which was this amazing coronation. It seems like basically since game two on, it's just felt like the Bucks season has been on hold, and it's just felt like you know other teams just getting to beat up on a half strength champs basically. Right. And it hasn't really felt like, you know, there's really been a a chance to really kind of appreciate what this team did last year as they've been continuing to look like that team, that contender this year. Right. It's basically been just opening night. And since then, obviously just a lot of kind of stubbing toes and kind of middling, middling game, middling efforts and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I just, it's not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun watching this basketball team right now. Is is really, I think, I think that's a fair statement to say. Doesn't mean you have to panic about it, but they're just not very fun to watch right now. And again, at some point, you know, you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna kind of run out of excuses. And obviously, hopefully, that comes when the guys get healthy. But we don't know. We don't know when that's gonna be. Yeah, it's it's difficult now to think about the situation. But I I do think if you had asked any Bucks fan last year. Look, you're going to win the title next year. Uh, sorry, you're going to win the title this season. But next year, you're going to be injury riddled and you're going to be a playing team. 
I'm pretty sure most people would have taken the title. But <laughs> but when you're in it and you're watching it nightly, like you said, you want to win games and not not yeah. even not even necessarily win games, but just like see you know fun basketball. And at the moment, it's just difficult for them, as we said. The excuse is built in. It's not it's not a lie. I mean, you take this amount of players off any team, they're going to be pretty average. Like that's the way it works. But um, hopefully, they can bounce back a little bit here as we wrap it up. Remind you of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast with Josh Lloyd. Make sure you check that out if you're playing fantasy basketball. It's the number one fantasy YouTube show podcast in the world. That's a fact. So go check it out. He's doing uh, massive numbers on YouTube as well, uh, making us very jealous over here on Locked On Bucks. So you should subscribe to us if you're listening. Can, by the I mean, way, can you can you put in a good word with Josh? Like like, I mean, we keep plugging him. He doesn't even need our he doesn't need our help. Like, how about how about him plug us? We need some help over here. We're just. We're just a team podcast. We're not the whole fantasy basketball podcast. Our guy Josh has to has to help us out here. But can, I mean, you're you guys are Aussies. Can you can 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 your buddy help us out a little bit? I don't know. I don't know I if the Bucks are that that interesting from a fantasy standpoint right now, given uh, given all the random dudes that, that we've got uh, playing games game to game. Not unless you drafted Grayson Allen, who is getting up 8.5 threes a game at 40% and uh, and really consistently scoring. But no, I think Josh is pretty protective of his spot as the number one Aussie in the network. So <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's looking. To by the way, that's two, by the way, this is two straight games. The Bucks and 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 shout out to Grayson Allen. Like, yeah, I don't even want to like do a Zoom meeting if I'm feeling ill. He's playing. I don't know how sick he was, but I mean, he was obviously yeah. on the injury yeah. report. Like, guys playing NBA basketball at a high level while being sick, like always, just sort of like like respect to to those guys but um that man wasting that that friday night game against the knicks wasting the sunday effort from grayson allen like come on bucks like give the give the guy some help man he's doing everything he can no he's been awesome grayson allen has been fantastic uh to start the season uh as i was looking at the schedule my final point said obviously it's going to get rough here with this this road trip we assume it's going to get rough i mean just because they're playing good teams you know, maybe they surprise us. And, and they're not playing well. Yeah, they're not playing well. Maybe <laughs> they're not playing well. Maybe they surprise us and win two out of these four. That would be absolutely awesome. I, I think we would all take that. But they need to find a way to get to around Christmas time, around the new year, and just be hovering around 500. And I know that that's not where the standards that the Bucks would like to have or the fans, but I think that that is where they need to be. Uh, through January and February up to the All-Star break, 16 of the 26 games are at home. A lot of those games are against you know teams that, we expect that the Bucks would beat uh, pretty comfortably on a nightly basis. So they're just, I mean, it's a hell of a long season. We're 10 games in out of 82. They're just going to hang in here for the next few weeks, hopefully get some of those bodies back and start to get uh, on a bit of a roll here. But yeah, it's it's not the ideal start. Um, hopefully they can start to pick up some wins soon. But tomorrow at least will be a fun day. Giannis said he's got a speech prepared. Uh, he said he's very nervous. <laughs> Maybe they were thinking about the White House tonight. I don't know. Let's give them another excuse. They were worried about the, the trip to the White House tomorrow. So that's going to be fun for those guys. We'll wrap it all up on tomorrow's show. Anything funny that happens, anything noteworthy that happens, we'll discuss it. And then we'll look ahead to the Sixers and Knicks as well. A big doubleheader. So a busy week. And 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 here, just just for some perspective, Kane, sorry, but um, we thought we mentioned you know the, the five losses in a row last year. So you people, I don't know if I had to jog my memory here, but those last, the last two of those five losses came, remember that home and home against the Raptors, mm-hmm. who of course eventually had the wheels come off their season entirely. Raptors beat the Bucks in Milwaukee, 124-113, and then 110-96 in consecutive games. Dropped the Bucks to 16 and 13. So after 29 games, they were 16 and 13. Uh, and then they ended up winning the next five games. And actually they won uh, 13 of 14 after that. So they went from 16 and 13 to 29 and 14. 
I would, I would, I could go for a 13 out of 14 string here, Kane. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably going to get worse before, before it gets better. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's kind of like, as you're alluding to, you don't have to be gangbusters from the start of a season, but, um, it would be good to to start playing some better basketball and hopefully the you know things kind of start to to turn your way a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We've just turned into November. The playoffs start in late April. So yeah, we got a bit of time here, but you don't want to get too far behind. So we'll leave it there. Folks go down to the Wizards. Philadelphia up next for Frank and myself. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.